Show Tiempo! Episode number two of Show Tiempo. Jordan Carruth is back. Alex Padilla is back. This week's episode going to sound a little bit different than the first episode everyone got with Show Tiempo because only one of us is in a studio. The other, Alex Padilla, is currently in Seattle, Washington, and he is going to join this podcast over the phone. Padilla, good morning to you. Jordan, I am awake and I am in Seattle, on Capitol Hill, about two blocks away from the Pikes Market, ready to talk about what's going on with these Lakers. Are you up ready. there just waiting for the Supersonics to show up eventually? No, I came to see what's going down. You know, they got a new NHL team here. Um, so, yeah, I came to see what's up, dude. And you got to see Monday Night Football last night, which is pretty and cool. And I did get to see the Vikings and the Seahawks, which is amazing. What a crazy, crazy stadium century link is. It is loud. In there, Jordan. <laughs> it's loud in there. Man. It sounds you loud on this there, broadcast. You leave there and your ears are ringing like you just left some sort of concert. You were sitting next to the speakers. It was insane last night. Yeah, it, it looked amazing on television. But, of course, we're going to talk basketball on show Tiempo. But had to at least set the scene, right? Alex Padilla up Not in yet. Seattle. Absolutely. Breaking it down the last three days. It sounds like uh, Seattle's been more like Las Vegas for you. Yeah, it's a little bit, you know, I'm treating it like, like, like Las Vegas. It's Las Vegas but it was the, the great Pacific thing, Northwest. The great thing about last night was that, you know, the game finished around 8.30 and I got to get to a bar and watch the end of the, of the friendship battle last night. How about that? That was quite the scene. All right, so we're going to get to our top shelf question. You're going to hear it a little bit. And we're going to go into a deep investigation, like a deep dive investigation, Alex. Oh, wow. Are the Lakers have, like, toxic? That's our investigation. We got to be. Do we have like Law and Order music? Yeah. Oh, definitely, dun, dun. definitely. And then uh, we're just gonna be we're gonna be looking underneath rocks. I'm just gonna be wandering around where I am, uh, looking underneath rocks to see if we have answers that the Lakers are toxic. So a deep dive investigation. Are the Lakers deep, toxic? Deep, deep, very deep. Uh, you brought up last night, and we're taping here on a Tuesday morning. And so last night, we're just hours away from the Lakers and the Miami Heat playing at Staples Center. What turned into a Lakers win mostly turned into a complete celebration of Dwayne Wade's life. Like, yeah. I, is something wrong with D. Wade? He's just retiring, right? Right. And it's like, it's like when, when did the Lakers start caring about Dwayne Wade? <laughs> when LeBron like, showed like, up. Watch you like, who cares? It was weird for me last night. Like, I, I don't have, like, that strong of an opinion on it. I really don't mind it that much. I just thought it was really strange last night. Like, the, o- the only reason, let's say uh, let's say this offseason LeBron James signed with, uh, I don't know, the, the 76ers or the Houston Rockets. We're not doing that to Dwayne Wade last night without LeBron, right? No, absolutely not. There's no farewell. There's, no, there's not even a mention of this is the last time Dwayne Wade's probably playing at Staples. I mean, they'll mention it. They're not going to make a big deal about it, though. It's like, who cares? Yeah, it's just like a whole video montage and that long orchestrate, uh, orchestrated goodbye at the end where you hear LeBron say, like, the only two arenas that could hold a moment like this is Staples Center or the Garden. Like, those are the only arenas that are big enough for this moment right here. I don't know. I, I, really, I really do appreciate Dwayne Wade as a player. He is phenomenal. He really is. But last night was over the top for me. I just it, there's no rivalry there. <laughs> Lakers nope. Heat, come on, they're not even in the same conference, and we all know it, it's LeBron's it's LeBron's buddy. So uh, that's why that's why they did it at Staples Center last night. Because again, like if he signed with the 76ers this offseason, I don't even think Dwayne Wade gets a video montage. 
<laughs> no, dude, there's no chance. But it was kind of cool at the end. You know, they're down by three. Dwayne Wade's got the ball. He goes up against LeBron. That was kind of cool. You know, it's, it's like it's a pretty historic moment for them. You know, it was cool to see. But, yeah, it was a little over the top for me, too, just because, I mean, Dwayne Wade's a great player. He's Hall of Fame. He's won championships with LeBron in Miami. But there's no rivalry with the Lakers. There's no real – I can't remember the last time – Dwayne Wade did anything against the Lakers. Like I don't have any memories of Dwayne Wade versus the Lakers. It's just not there. Yeah, I get like if Kevin Durant was playing his last game, I guess maybe, maybe. And even that, I, I need to be sold on Durant. But like by that time, by the time Durant is playing his final season, he's gonna have what five, six championships. So maybe then you can sell it. But I feel like those moments, like what we experienced last night, I get it. LeBron and Wade are good friends, and that's why they did it. That's why they don't care about if if they needed to do something like this. They just did that because they're really good friends. But yeah, Durant, <laughs> like maybe if like Kobe was playing his final game with LeBron on the court, like Michael Jordan, like I'm, I'm thinking in that stratosphere. But yeah, whatever, like, they're boys, Wayne, they're, they're friends, Wayne so I get Wayne's it. He's a great player, right? Like he's a great player. Like I said, he's going to the Hall of Fame. But you remember like when Derek Jeter retired and every single stadium like gave him a gift and there was video montages. I was like, that was over the top. That was ridiculous. Like, why do the Padres care that Derek Jeter retired? You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's always over the top. It's not your player. It's not your guy. Why are we celebrating, like, he's our guy? He plays for the Heat. He played for the Bulls last year. You know, like, who cares? Like, it's over. Yeah. It's, it's, like you said, you, you nailed it on the end. Like, the only reason it happened is because LeBron and Dwayne Wade go on banana boats together in the summer. They drink wine in their wine club, and that's the only reason it was a thing. Yeah, and I don't want to play it up too much. It's not as if the Lakers are going to follow around the Miami Heat the rest of the season and, like, give every single arena a video montage to play and, like, give them some type of surfboard everywhere he goes. Like, that's, I don't think that's what it's going to turn into at all, but I, I thought it was strange. I get it. Like, I tried to appreciate the moment last night, but it was very difficult for me not to have the thought creep into my mind, like, what is this? What are we, what are we doing here? But Lakers got a win, which is nice. They, uh, another victory. This run continues. So, like, last week, Alex, we did our first episode, and we talked that they would play four games uh, since we would do another episode of the podcast, and we asked, like, how many wins you would want. I'm pretty happy with uh, with what we got the last couple yeah. of games since we last spoke. Oh, yeah, for sure, because I said I wanted to split, and it would be great if we came back three and four, and or three out of four, and that's exactly what they did. The win in Memphis was amazing. Uh, Friday night was pretty disappointing, the way they ended that game in San Antonio. You know, they had a 15-point lead, and they ended up losing by, I believe, double digits. Um, another late-game collapse. I'm tired of seeing that. It's like, can these guys freaking learn how to close a game out, Jordan? Yeah, they're still they learning how to do that at times. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I, all in all, three of four, three games without Brandon Ingram, and you come back, and, you know, you're only a game and a half out of first place. Never thought I would be saying that right now. I mean, it's still early. It's December basketball, but only a game and a half out of first place. And, you know, the Lakers, they're a good team. They are a good team. And, you know, now there's rumors that it could be getting better. So I'm very happy with where the Lakers are right now. Yeah, I'm pretty happy, too. And last night, like, watching that game, it did cross into my mind, like, wow, this team legitimately can be in the Western Conference Finals this year. You know, yeah, like, they, they could always, some... they could get to that point. They really can. I mean, 
And at first, like, like I, I kind of slow, I slow played the Lakers going into the season. I'm like, all right, what, four seed, five seed, six seed, play up the West a little bit, talk about how many good teams are there. But the more I've seen it lately, and then once it comes down into it, you think about playoff situations and LeBron taking over those games. It's really tough not to see the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals this year. I know I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself, but it, it crossed no, yeah. my mind the last couple. I still think they need some help defensively. I think, uh, you know, the rumors out there about Trevor Ariza, who knows if it happens or not, but regardless if it's Ariza, regardless if, you know, if they do bring in some help, they need to stabilize that defense at the end of the games, at the end of games, because, you know, we've seen it so many times, and in the playoffs, you're playing a, a team, you know, up to seven times a game, uh, oh, a series, and it's, it's you need defensive help on that team because, you know, the, the, we talked about it last week, Jordan. The offense is not the problem. This team can flat-out score. They just need to be able to stop teams sometimes. Yeah, and the defense, once you factor in the defense, that's when you climb that ladder in the West because that's what's really going to change you from being a five-seed to, let's say, I don't know, a two-seed potentially. The defense is really what needs to come and continue to come because we've seen really good glimpses and now runs of it. We need to see it kind of stabilize itself, be consistent with the defense, and if they do bring in a player like Trevor Ariza, that would only help in that regard. So the games that they played since we last did a podcast, Alex, they went to San Antonio. They uh, Well, they played the Spurs twice, but the game I want to bring up right away is the one in San Antonio, the collapse. Lakers take a double-digit mm-hmm. lead into the fourth quarter. They end up losing that game by double digits, which you don't normally see in the NBA. It's not very often you're going into the final quarter up 10-plus, and then you lose by 10-plus. That's it's abnormal. And to see what happened with the Lakers and Spurs, that was concerning, like really concerning for me because that just closing out games, it's so important in this league to be able to close games out and then for the Spurs to get another win against you in that fashion in their house. It, it, it left me deflated as a Laker fan Friday night, Alex. But then the next day in Memphis, the Grizzlies who – I mean, maybe they are, maybe they aren't a playoff team. Who knows? We'll see how that kind of plays out. I thought they were – I was expecting them to be better against the Lakers than what I saw Saturday, but they, the Grizzlies looked awful against L.A. So everything that I was left, like, deflated with Friday night in that collapse against the Spurs, I felt so much better about the team the next day because they could have come out flat against the Grizzlies. They could have been like, hey, we just played a long game on the road. We're kicking off this road trip. And we just let a collapse happen. They didn't let one mistake turn into two mistakes by losing in Memphis, which is very important. And it shows, uh, it shows some, it shows something that I like with this team. I like that they were able to bounce back and get a win against the Grizzlies. Uh, and I mean that was convincing. That wasn't even close. So I, yeah, I, I love the bounce back from a collapse. I think it's uh, one of the biggest things that LeBron does to this team is when was the last time. LeBron James was on any team that had a long losing streak. You know, it just doesn't happen. He stabilizes an entire organization when you go out and you get, you know, you do what you did against San Antonio and lose by 13 points, and then you come back and you smash Memphis. It's similar to what they did when they lost to the Nuggets last month, and they came back and beat them and went on a four-game win streak. And they were terrible versus Orlando and Denver, and they just bounced right back. It's that's, you know, an underrated part of what LeBron does with these young guys is he stabilizes them. There's no panic. There's no, you know, these, there's not these lulls of the season where the Lakers are going to lose, you know, five out of seven. They started like that, but now that they're kind of getting to know each other, you know, they've played, you know, 30 games. It's so, you know, there's just, they're steady. 
And that's what LeBron has brought to this team. And because it's a lot of young guys playing a lot of minutes. And when you have a performance and a breakdown like you did against San Antonio, and LeBron's like, guys, we're good. Like, and they come back and they smash Memphis. It's great to see. I don't think the Lakers have like a, like a four or five game losing streak in them because of LeBron James. Yeah, it's tough to see this team to go on a on a run where it's four, five, six consecutive losses in a row. I mean, I think if you were going to get that at any point, it was going to be early on in the season when the team was still just learning to play with each other, and they still are to a certain extent. But at the very beginning, and then they had the suspensions because of the fight with the Rockets. I mean, that was the time you would expect to see a long losing streak. They've been able mm-hmm. to get out of it okay. They came out of it okay, not great, but stabilized themselves, got players back from suspensions. Unfortunately, injuries still continue to plague uh, Rondo, which we can get to here as he suffered a little bit of a setback. It sounds like it will be a little bit longer before he comes back. But you're right. like you, you, This team is not set up to go on a long losing streak at this point at the season no. anymore. And the schedule has softened a little bit. So you get the win against the Heat on Monday night to the Lakers. So the next couple games for us, Alex, as we look ahead, Thursday night it's going to be game two of a doubleheader on TNT, the Lakers and the Rockets playing. Or excuse me, that's going to be game one of the doubleheader because that one is in Houston. So 5 o'clock here on the West Coast on TNT. It's the first time that the Lakers and Rockets have seen each other since the fight, since Ingram got suspended, since Rondo got suspended, and since we learned that Rondo, well, we already kind of knew it, but that quote where Rondo uh, talking about Chris Paul afterwards was just amazing. Like Everyone knows that guy's a terrible teammate, right? Like, he's not the dude on the commercials. We all know what he really is. We Talk to his teammates. See what kind of a player he is. That's that's what we're going into Thursday night. I can't wait for that one on TNT. Yeah, it's going to be – this is a crazy stretch for the Lakers, man. They got four road games in a row with a back-to-back run in there at Charlotte, at Washington, finish it off at Brooklyn. But, yeah, I mean, is there word on Brandon Ingram? Is he going to be back for that Thursday game against the Rockets? Because – it's going to be like a super letdown if Brandon Ingram and Rondo aren't playing in Houston after what happened in Los Angeles earlier this year. You know, I'm ready for round two, man, the rematch. I know, and it's pretty much all the Rockets have at this point in their season because they're 11-14. and 14. They are second to last in the West. I don't understand these Rockets. And again, I'll bring it up on this podcast again. It's going to be so difficult for them to climb the ladder in the West at this point. If they do get themselves out of this hole and go on a run, because there is still time to go on a run, and you would expect them to do so at some point, right? Like the Rockets aren't going to be like this forever, this season at least. But it's going to be so difficult for them to actually start climbing that ladder once they do start digging themselves out of that hole. You bring up four games in a row for the Lakers on the road, Alex. Um, all of the team, none of the teams have a winning record on this stretch. At Houston, they're mm-hmm. 11 and 14. They take on the Hornets, who are 13 and 13. That's the best record they'll see on this road trip, a 500 record as it stands on a Tuesday morning. The Wizards on the road have 11 wins, 16 losses, and the Nets are even worse off than the Wizards at 10 and 18. Yes, the next four are on the road. However, I'm expecting at least three wins in the next four. Yeah, I think the one game that you kind of just circle, like, okay, but maybe it's a loss, is at Houston. I know they're struggling, but because of the offensive talent that they have, which is really weird to say, but the Rockets are 28th in the league in scoring. That's just, it just doesn't make sense, right? You know, James Harden is averaging 30 points, and yet he's like the only one on that team doing anything. Um, but yeah, it's similar to what we talked about last week where we're, we're, I think we'd all be happy with three or four. Pretty excited about three or four, actually, if, if they can pull it off. Yeah, I would I would sign up. And again, like, none of those teams are above 500, so you might just want to be kind of selfish and say and greedy 
and say, no, win all four. Like, come on, you have LeBron James, you're the Lakers, go beat these bad teams. So I, I would understand someone wanting all four. I guess I'm just taking a safe approach by leaving myself a little bit of wiggle room in there. Go with the three. It's so refreshing to finally have expectations for the Lakers again. Yeah. Like, yeah, they should win all four. Yeah. When's the last time we've been able to say that? It's been years. Yeah. Years since we've been able to say anything like that. It's been a while. So um, since we last did a podcast, Alex, something, something came up that I was completely unaware of. I, I learned something since we last did a podcast. What's that? That the Lakers are toxic? I had oh. no, I was unaware of this. Yeah, yeah. Turns out the Lakers are toxic. Huh. No, not only are the Lakers, playing with LeBron James is a toxic thing, Jordan. I, I just, I, did, I didn't realize that. And so now I like, we need to investigate this, right? Because this is news to me. I didn't realize it's, it's there, it was so toxic around that Lakers it's locker time. room. I mean, last week we were talking about how it's boring and it's so, it's chilly in there. It's cold. Like nothing's going on. Well, I mean, but now it's toxic. It's, it's hot. It's toxic. It's not a chilly locker room anymore. Kevin Durant called the atmosphere surrounding LeBron James toxic since we last did a podcast. I don't know here. And here's the instant reaction from everyone I've seen. And tell me if you agree with this. Everyone is trying to figure out if this means Kevin Durant wants to play with LeBron James in L.A., or if this means this is the absolute last team he wants to sign with if he chooses to become a free agent after the season. Yeah, it's kind of difficult to decipher things with Kevin Durant because it's like, is he trying to play like, oh, you know, is he putting Cole on the fire or is he like setting the fire off? You know, is, is, is Kevin Durant telling us, you know, it's toxic, no superstar wants to go there. You know, it's LeBron James, it's the media. He's got fanboys in the media. And, you know, maybe he's just kind of throwing everybody off. Or is it that Kevin Durant is the most sensitive NBA superstar ever? And he actually believes that. You know, I'm kind of leaning towards that one because Kevin Durant, we've seen it over and over and over. He has burner accounts that he replies to people on. He cusses at fans courtside because they're heckling him. He is constantly playing the victim in the media. And... Kevin Durant is just a sensitive person. He whines and, a lot, doesn't he? He's a whiner. Yeah. So maybe he does think playing with LeBron James and the Lakers is toxic. And maybe he won't sign here in the offseason. And, you know, maybe he won't be able to adapt. Listen, the Warriors are a mega franchise dynasty right now. But if, if Kevin Durant signs with the Lakers in the offseason – the media difference between Golden State and Los Angeles, it would be massive. And I'm not sure if Kevin Durant can handle it. I'm not sure how he'd deal with it because he hasn't shown us that he's able to deal with it so far. I know he's successful, but gosh, he's so sensitive. Everything bothers him. Everything. So here's been the, uh, the national reaction so far. Just a couple guys, just names listeners of the podcast will recognize. Max Kellerman from First Take, Stephen A. Smith from First Take. Here's their reaction to this news. As soon as it came out, I went on YouTube earlier. I wanted to see what they mm -hmm. had to say about this. So here's what Max Kellerman had to say about Kevin Durant's comments about Le LeBron James, saying the atmosphere surrounding LeBron James is toxic for other people. Kellerman says this is Durant's way of telling Kawhi Leonard not to join the Lakers because he is going to join the Lakers instead. What are your thoughts of that? <laughs> That's, uh, are we reaching? How far are we reaching right there? My goodness, Max. 
that's that it's, is a hot hot take out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Kevin, does Kevin Durant need to like? About that? Does Durant need to brace Kawhi for any kind of move he's gonna make? Like Durant's the guy, right? Isn't he supposed to be the best player currently in the NBA in his prime? I mean, Two-time NBA Finals MVP. And he's he needs about the Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I don't. I I didn't. I don't know. Stephen A. Smith says uh, this has nothing to do with LeBron James. This is just a one hundred percent a shot at the media. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. You know, he he did say like LeBron James has a bunch of fanboys in the media. He wasn't saying anything about LeBron James. You know, it's just what happens with yeah. LeBron. It's wherever well, he, he goes. It's, he wasn't lying as far as the coverage is there and. He does, I mean, he has, you know, Brian Windhorst follows him wherever he goes. Miami, Cleveland, Los Angeles. So it's like, yeah, people are trying to get, you know, people are trying to buddy up with LeBron to be that guy. And, yeah, I, I get what, what Kevin Durant was saying, but it wasn't a shot at LeBron. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's... It, it, it sounds like Durant, and he didn't. He didn't blame LeBron directly because he said this is not LeBron's fault. The atmosphere that surrounds him is not his fault. It's the fanboys in the media. We just want to play basketball, get out of our way, that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, well, and I don't know how to take it because you can argue that this means that he is thinking about joining the Lakers and is <clears throat> at least considering it because he has this opinion on it. Or you can take the approach that obviously just listen to what the guy is saying. He doesn't want to be around a toxic atmosphere. And he doesn't want to go to L.A. because it's not LeBron's fault he doesn't want to go to L.A. It's the media's fault that he Like, you know, you kind of get what I'm saying? Like, maybe part of Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant wants to join the Lakers just to do it. Like, maybe that is in his thought. But he's like, well, I can't do it now because of the media. Not LeBron. Like, I, that'd be – maybe he is okay playing with LeBron. But maybe he's just placing the blame on the media. Who And who knows? I – I don't expect Kevin Durant to sign with the Lakers. I don't think he'll be wearing a Lakers uniform next year. In fact, I think he's going to be a member of the New York Knicks. And these comments kind of make me believe that even more because I feel like the Knicks, an easy team to go to. They haven't had success in forever. And if he goes in and wins, like he, he runs that city. And he won't have anyone there pushing him around, challenging him the way Russell Westbrook challenged him in OKC, the way Draymond Green challenges him in the Bay Area, the way the media would challenge him in Los Angeles. I think New York is the obvious choice for him, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I don't, know, I don't know if we actually learned anything about Durant and the possibility of him joining the Lakers because of these comments. Hey, Jordan, I got some news to tell you. What happened? Because if... Kevin Durant goes to New York, and he's already mad at the media in Golden State, and he goes to New York, and the Knicks go on a five-game losing streak where he's dropping 40 points and there's nobody else around. How do you think Kevin Durant's going to react to that? Like, come on, man. I don't see Kevin Durant going to New York at all. I don't see it. I just don't buy it. Um, the, if he's already, like, upset at the media... Imagine in New York, Jordy. But he's he's upset see. at the media that surrounds LeBron. And that's my point. Like there's no there's no star player with the Knicks right now that comes with that. I mean, he would call it like a circus, right? Like there's Porzingis <clears throat> isn't yeah. exactly bringing that in with New York and there's not this expectation that the Knicks are going to win an NBA title. Now if Durant goes there, then I think the Knicks fan base and the media We'll probably have a similar approach that a lot of people in L.A. has. Like, all right, this is a huge step towards getting back to what we want to be. Now let's see what happens. I, I, I just think the Knicks are a safer choice for Kevin Durant. I think, can I ask you, if you had a choice, I mean, 
if we if we could literally handpick one of the two guys, who would you rather have on the Lakers, Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard in the offseason? If I had the choice between just having Durant, Kawhi, that's that's it. Their current year, like how old they are right now, we're not changing yep. any of that. Yep. Kevin. Like to sign to like a five year deal in the offseason, who are you taking? Kevin Durant. Now, I don't think you can go wrong, but for everything we just said about Kevin Durant maybe not appreciating the media in Los Angeles and the expectation and the circus that comes with the Lakers, everything you just, like we can say about Durant can be applied to Kawhi Leonard as well. And the reason why a lot of people yeah. think he will just go to the Clippers instead. Yeah, I, I, I just think for, for this team, for what they need, I, I, I think Kevin Durant is a better player, but I would yes. rather have Kawhi Leonard. Durant is the overall better player. But, again, you can't go wrong there. I mean, also, all right, Kawhi, a great scorer, amazing defensively, which we just talked about it to start the podcast. Of course you would want a guy like Kawhi. Can you get both? Is both an option, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I looked up, since this is a deep dive investigation on are the Lakers toxic, I looked up uh, what toxic means on Urban Dictionary. Because that's, of course, what you would do if you're doing a deep dive investigation, right? Right. I love that. I love when you search words on Google, that Urban Dictionary is always like the second, you know, search result now. It's, it's a great thing. What is toxic on Urban Dictionary? It is an adjective used to describe usually very negative people that bitch about everything, spread unnecessary hate, or just talk crap about others. So someone who is negative, who whines... Mm-hmm who spreads mm-hmm. unnecessary hate and talks about others. That's Kevin Durant, right? Kevin Durant's toxic, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's Kevin Durant. Who knew? Hey, look in the mirror, Kevin. He's blaming the media for being toxic. He is the definition of being toxic, according to Urban Dictionary. So mm-hmm. that's what we learned in our deep dive investigation. How about that, Alex Padilla? We really we got somewhere today on Show Tiempo. Yes, we did. Hey, so last week I, uh, I served up a couple shots for you. Did you, mm-hmm. did you come prepared? Are you returning the favor this week? I am. All right, Alex Padilla has two shots ready to go, or multiple shots. I don't know. I'll find out how many shots I'm taking next. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. All right, Show Tiempo is back, baby. We are back. Final segment here on the podcast this week. Alex Padilla is on the phone from Seattle, and uh, he's serving up some shots for me today. All right, Jordan, I'm going to start off with this. We were just talking about Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard. My first question, is Jerry West stopping Kawhi Leonard from joining the Los Angeles Lakers? According to some news, Jerry West is moving mountains to try and land Kawhi Leonard in the offseason. And we already heard that he might already favor the Clippers over the Lakers. So is Laker legend Jerry West the reason why the Lakers are not going to get Kawhi Leonard? No, Kawhi Leonard is the reason why 
the Los Angeles Lakers will likely not have Kawhi Leonard next season. So Jerry West is going to do everything that he can to make sure that this is a perfect fit for Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers, right? Fire, mm-hmm. fire broadcasters, like do get the right players involved, uh, get the right media surrounding him. Like they're going to do everything, right? That, but that's all because they know that Kawhi. I guess. I mean, of course, if you if you believe what these reports say, that I mean, Kawhi would rather play for the Clippers and like avoid the circus that comes with the Lakers. Wants to be in Southern California. Wants to be in L.A. That's your option in Southern California. However, do you join LeBron and that toxic environment? Or do you join the Clippers? Like that's I think it's more of a Kawhi personality thing. I think Wes is definitely going to help uh, grease the way for Kawhi to come here, but definitely it all starts with Kawhi for me. Probably doesn't help that the Clippers are actually playing pretty damn well this year either. So Kawhi could be looking at it like, oh man, they're good. Uh, yeah, I'll go there. Doc Rivers, let's go. All right, Jordan, my second shot. Can the Lakers sustain this success? without Rajon Rondo. A report from Dave McMenamin yesterday said that Rondo suffered a setback. He had to get fluid drained from his right hand. He's three and a half weeks out after surgery, but he suffers a setback, and there is no timetable on his return. So can the Lakers sustain the success without Rondo? Yes, they can, and here's why. It's because of the schedule, and it's what we talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast, because the schedule is soft up until Christmas Day. It is soft, Alex. They get the Hornets on the road, a 500 team. They get the Wizards on the road. We already brought up 11 wins for them. Nets, mm-hmm. 10 wins. Pelicans are below 500 as we're taping. Below 500. They get them at home. After that, they get the Grizzlies, who are above high, uh, above 500. But we just saw what the Lakers did to the Grizzlies. It's not as if anyone's going to be scared of Memphis after the Lakers were able to win in Memphis by 20-plus points. The next game where you circle and you're like, okay, this is a big one, Lakers Warriors Christmas Day. If Rondo yep. is going to miss the next couple of games on a schedule, like you circled this stretch right here for him to miss. Yeah, okay. Well, also, I just am reading here that Brandon Ingram will miss at least the next three games. So no Rondo and no Brandon Ingram versus Chris Paul at Houston on Thursday. And, and I have no issue with that. I don't think you need to rush anyone back again because of where we are in the Lakers schedule. This is a time to kind of get right, get ready. And uh, no need to push push anything. No, no, especially when the last time Ingram was out there with the Rockets, he got into a fight. No, don't exactly need to rush him into that situation, right? Right. You know, if it, especially if it's his right hand, like he's going to punch with his left. Is he going to go southpaw this time? Right. Exactly. We need we <laughs> we need Ingram out there. By the way, like he is. Uh, there's a lot of LeBron leading the game and scoring, Kuzma leading the game and scoring, which I know another podcast here on the network did a lot on Kuzma. We stayed away from it. But, like, at some point, I'm ready for Ingram to start taking control of games at certain points, and uh, he needs to be available for that to happen. All right, Absolutely. Padilla. Need him back. Good stuff on show tiempo today. Can I go back to my vacation now? Yeah, you're going to go back, and uh, what do you got planned today in Seattle? Anything big? Uh, we're going to go be tourists today. We're definitely going to go to the Space Needle. We're going to go check out the, the gum wall, the original Starbucks. Maybe jump on a ferry. It's raining. It's crazy cold outside right now i believe it's like 35 degrees so it could be fun jordan all right well uh text me let me know if you see any kevin durant seattle sonic jerseys while you're up there i will let you know all right man talk to you next week all right see ya